Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Aral is my guest on this week's episode, and in case you are new to the Coffee with Creators podcast, Aral is a researcher, programmer, photographer, designer, and creator. And believe me, that's just the tip of the iceberg. He shares content mostly on Instagram and is one of the very first accounts I followed and was inspired by a few years back. He is back on the podcast for a casual conversation about what he's been up to in the past year. And we also talk about the changes on Instagram, the evolution of technology, and the art of being intentional, among other things. This was a fun one, and I know you'll enjoy it. <laughs> it was so terrible, but yeah. this is very, very promising, so I'm glad. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty spoiled. I have fiber at home, and um, you yeah. Know, yeah, I don't... I, Sometimes I get used to it, and then I go to a coffee shop, and then I'm like, wow, yeah, this I, I miss my fiber. <laughs> I don't think we have fiber here yet. Um, yeah. I don't even know how it works, because I've someone told me that whoever your service provider is, basically, mm-hmm. it's up to them if they will allow fiber in your yes. city. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's they need to they need to run cables. So it's it's about the you know if they implemented it in your area or not. It's I live in a pretty like central downtown Orlando, so th- this is the first first place that they uh, my provider released it. So I was lucky and I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with the fastest internet I can. So I have like seven seven hundred megabytes uh, download, six hundred megabytes upload. So like I'm I'm pretty set. Yeah, I wouldn't be complaining. It's, yeah, <laughs> I'd be lucky if I if I um, peak at like a hundred. It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. insanely it's slow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's but crazy. You know what's weird though is I'm I'm not even sure if I'm just being a first world complainer. For sure. Yeah, I mean I, right? I'm, I'm on the same boat too. I'm on the same boat too because <laughs> you know when I travel back home, which you know, in, in Cyprus we don't really have a you know pretty developed internet technology i would say um i definitely notice how you know privileged we are up here in the states just you know having that stable connection um because there you know if i get two four megabytes per second that's like that's good connection and i'm like yeah yeah you want to hear a funny story um my brother-in-law who this was a few years back but he moved from the philippines to here Mm-hmm. And he was so used to the internet connection there mm-hmm. that as soon as he, 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 it was like the first week and I saw him and he's like, dude, I didn't know it. this is how it looked. I'm like, what do you mean? And he was on Facebook and he was <laughs> scrolling and he's like, I didn't know that the pictures would automatically move. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes like when, when he was yeah, scrolling yeah. up the, the, the feed, mm-hmm. uh, you know how when there's video, the video will automatically play. Mm-hmm. He said he's gotten so used to like when he scrolls up Facebook uh, and he sees a video, he has to click on it and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll load. Mm-hmm. And it, while, while it's loading, he's like scrolling just, some more. Yeah. yeah and he'll yeah. just visit, he'd go, just go back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's how it is. Here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much how when my brother first visited me here was like, you know, he was trying to put up a video, like watch a video of like some someone else playing video games, I guess. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is great. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, there's no buffer. I'm like, what is buffer? It's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have to wait. I don't have to pause, walk around the house and then wait for the video to load. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's I guess. crazy. Yeah, that's I guess crazy. We, we take things for granted when it's, we you know, do. 
yeah. we do take things for granted. And I think it's a, it's a very important topic, especially nowadays, you know, how, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's just the way how, how things are, how the world is much more connected now mm-hmm. that we are more aware of it. And, you know, it, I can't help, I just couldn't help, but think about my childhood when I was, you know, when I was younger and I felt like the world was much better, mm-hmm. but I know that also isn't true. Because despite all the things that we've been hearing, despite all the things that, you know, the, the terrible news and all that mm-hmm. stuff, um, I know there's a lot of good. Yeah. And that gives me hope. And I think one of the reasons that, that it just feels like everything is just falling apart is the fact that we're all connected, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we see, we hear all the complaints and the tragedies. We hear about the tragedies. And, mm-hmm. and the good side of it, I think, is we've become a little bit more empathetic mm-hmm. to other people. Um, I feel that that the connection between um, different countries, different cultures, different different types of societies have become much better that mm-hmm. the trade-off is is basically that you you get you get a lot of um, you get worldwide connectivity. Mm-hmm. The problem is you also hear the bad stuff. but I think if we recognize all the good that that has brought us, Mm-hmm. I think that the trade-off is worth it, to be honest. Like, because I complain a lot about my kids. I'm saying, you know, my kids are always like on on TikTok, not TikTok, but like the the YouTube version of TikTok. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird how technology is just. It's almost like to me, it's ruining their lives. Mm-hmm. But I was chatting with my brother, and he's like, I don't think so. I think it's pretty much how we viewed television when we were kids. When yeah, we were kids, exactly. all we did was just sit in front of the TV, right? Exactly. And our, our parents were complaining. Uh-huh. All you do is sit in front of the TV. You're not going to learn anything. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, that's that's literally what I was going to say too. you know, growing up for us, you know, you know, whether it was video games or like, you know, t- watching TV, that was the big, you know, oh, we're, like, these kids are not having good fun or like, you know, they're yeah. they're wasting their times inside of the house. And, you know, looking back to the n- new generation now, that's kind of how I feel, too. But coming from, you know, I feel like our generation is you know, we've we were. These, this new generation is born into technology. We were kind of there as it was developing it. So we got to see the phases from like analog to digital. So yes. our, our exposure is a bit different, but I think this new generation born into it, I think that's just okay with them. you know, they're, the, the way they process information is way different than we do. So, you know, we just gotta be more, you know, aware of that. Yes, that's that's very true. And I think learning from I wouldn't say mistakes, but mm-hmm. learning from you know, hearing my parents and my uncles and you know, all my the older generation, mm-hmm. I remember them complaining and saying that our generation isn't really gonna amount to much because all we did was sit in front of the TV, listen to yes. music, video, like MTV. <laughs> like MTV is so bad. That's for the devil. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's just music. You know what I mean? It's and just entertainment. It's just entertainment. And um, what happened was they couldn't keep up with the, the, the evolution of society and technology. Exactly. But I think, and I, you know, I started to hear the same grumblings and complaints from us, mm-hmm. which is basically the older millennials, right? Mm-hmm. Um, saying that all the younger kids, all they do is TikTok and watch YouTube, but we don't want to fall into the same um, pit, or I guess like the, the, the trap that our parents mm-hmm. fell into, where we, uh, I guess the best way I could describe it is 
you know, kind of talk down on the、mm -hmm. generation of this new generation just because they grow, grew up in a different technological, technologically advanced, I guess,、mm -hmm. um, world. We cannot discredit that because、mm -hmm. they are going to be much smarter than us. And、yes. that's probably like one of the only hopes that I have, or like, like, like the, I guess the, the, the brighter outlooks that I have with my kids is that I know for a fact that because they're smarter, they're, they're more connected, that、mm -hmm. they're also more accepting of each other. Yes. You know, whether, you know, socioeconomic, whatever it is, backgrounds, they will all be more,、um, I guess, I guess, empathetic towards each other,、mm -hmm. which gives me a lot of hope. And,、yeah. you know, I, that's just my personal observation from, you know, the, the different generation that I grew up in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess being more connected for this, the newer generation, it, it allows them to be more understanding of, you know, different cultures, different societies, and all, all that. Whereas,、yeah. you know, when, Back before the age of internet, we weren't that connected. We weren't aware of what was going on around the world. So, you know, we kind of grew up with these, you know, horse blinders and just now they're, they're more exposed to it. You know, there's, there's trade offs, like you said, you know, there's, there's so much information. The information transfer is so quick these days, it's, it's difficult to maintain and control it, I guess. So,、mm -hmm. there's a lot to take in, but, you know, there's good and bad to it where, you know, you, Become more empathetic because you're exposed to more cultures and all that, but you're also, you know, you don't really control what kind of information they can they have access to at any time. So that's kind of the the darker side of it, I guess, you know. Right. I'm curious now. So, from your perspective, how long have you been、uh, in Florida or in the, in the States? In the States.、Um, well, I've been in Florida as long as I've been in the States. So, it's, a, it's about been 11 years now. I 11 years. first、mm -hmm. came in for college in 2011. So, 2022 now, going、it's, strong. That's crazy because 11 years doesn't, it, in a weird way, it sounds like a long time, but also in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't、mm -hmm. feel like a long time. Yeah, especially looking back to it, it just, you know, just flew, flew by. by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally just flew by. But I'm curious, like, from your perspective, how did,、um, how is society? I, I kind of want to dive into technology and how technology has either,、um, Helped us or crippled mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. But I want to,、uh, first of all, I, I guess I just want to, to hear your perspective、mm -hmm. from your perspective how society has, has changed over the years in the last 11 years. Like, I want to see what you saw the first time、mm -hmm. you moved to the States and、mm -hmm. how you perceived maybe people in general、mm -hmm. and how you've either adapted to it and the things that you've, you've kept to yourself. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the upbringing and all that stuff. So I yeah, want to、yeah. just hear a general, yeah, like what are you, what's your, your viewpoint on that? Yeah,、um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so I kind of grew up in, you know, the, as we were getting to this digital era for sure.、Um, so we didn't have, you know, going out, I just had dial up internet. So we didn't really have much exposure to, The stuff that we have right now these days. You know, my exposure to the, the American culture was coming from TV shows or like the movies that I watched. And, you know, I watched a lot of shows and movies. And I remember just coming in, I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, I, I got this figured out. You know, I, I, I kind of know what the American culture is like. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident. And then, you know, I come into Florida and, you know, 
within the first couple of weeks, I'm like, where the hell am I? Like, what is this? You know, because um, especially the, the, the college that I went to um, has one of the highest um, international um, student population in the States. So like, as for its size, we're about like 45 percent international students when I was attending. So, you know, not only was I was exposing to different American cultures, I would say, because America in itself, it's it's like, you know, it's each state is like a country to me. You know, it's like, yes. you know, you have you have different traditions, you have different people, they have they have different, um, you know, values and all that. So it's, it's all different. Um, so not only that, but I was also getting exposed to all these people around the world, you know, from Africa, Asia. And it's just it was just a big just like culture um, adjustment for me. Mm hmm. And um, it, I like what you said, though, that it, it feels like a different country for each state. And I want to share a quick story. Yeah. When I moved, when I was a kid, uh, we would regularly visit Chicago. So Midwest, mm -hmm. uh, people were very different. And I kind of expected the same warmth and uh, I guess genuineness mm -hmm. from from people here in California. That wasn't the case. <laughs> it was not the case. Not mm -hmm. to talk bad on Californians, but there is a very clear difference between mm -hmm. Midwesterns and people from California. Like just the way they conduct themselves, the way they talk, mm -hmm. the way they, they perceive themselves in in their place in the world, I guess. Um, very interesting. And that was it was it was a culture shock for me. So like mm -hmm. I remember one of the things that when I moved here early two thousands, mm -hmm. um, I was like like you said, I, I was like kind of laughing in my head when you were describing it. Like I've seen all the shows, I've watched all the movies. I know what America's like, and you know, especially me. I'm like, I've I've gone to Chicago. I've gone to like so many places. It's like I'm very well versed in American culture. It wasn't mm -hmm. the truth. It was yep. not the case. Not the case at all. As soon as I got immersed into the culture, for a good, I'd say a good few months, I was culture shocked. I was mm -hmm. like, I couldn't even turn on the TV without feeling shocked at at the shows that I was watching, like I remember early 2000s, the biggest thing on TV was reality shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is insane. When I, when I was growing up in the Philippines, we would get one or two reality shows that are also mm -hmm. based from the US. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was like enough. It was enough for, for the whole country to be talking about. Like, did you watch Big Brother? Or did yeah. you watch um, American Idol or something like that? But here it's just like one after the other. and yeah. It reminded me so much of um, remember that movie from with Jimmy Carrey, um, the Truman Show. Yes, Truman Show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it reminded reminded me so much of that. It's like what is private? What is you know what's sacred now? It's like everything is just being shared and made uh, made fun of. It's almost like a mockery of, of mm -hmm. a person's life. Mm -hmm. That's one of the the biggest culture shocks for me. But yeah. I'm curious, like, what was that? I guess uh, culture shock for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm from a small island and, you know, privacy is a big thing because, you know, it's a it's a small place. People like to talk about each other. So everyone just likes to keep everything to themselves as much as it's possible. So just coming here, it was just it, it was crazy. You know, we we only had one show that was close to this type of like a reality show, like you said. So that was enough for the whole country to like talk yeah. about like you said so coming in here just seeing how people you know expose their own life it's just you know 
being a content creator, people assume that I'm exposing my life too. But, you know, considering how much I post on Instagram, I only give just a little bit of what I, you know, I, a little bit of what my overall life is, you know, which is the tech side, the, the work side, you know, and, but there's a lot more to it. And, and still to this state, I, I still feel, I don't want to say scared, but like, I just, I don't feel like exposing everything. So I'm, I definitely come from a more, you know, private, reclusive um lifestyle for sure um mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how everyone's been and that that was a big that was a big orientation and it still is to me you know thinking about right now when i go to a gym people just flip out their cameras recording themselves work out and i'm like you know you do you i understand why you're doing it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally yeah. understand it but like i just can't put my like i can't do that it's just it's been so difficult and um it's been something I've been working on doing too, just trying to get used to it. Cause you know, we live in the age of technology now, everyone's just sharing pretty much every aspect of their lives. Um, and going back to the content creation, you know, I was um, kind of feeling stale with what I've been creating, just repetitive, I guess. And I'm trying to find new things that I can, you know, add more diversity to the content that I'm creating, not just talk about tech, but kind of, make it up about me and it's it's been a tough um transition for me because i'm not used to that you know i'm not used yeah. to talking about my personal life or i'm not used to talking about pretty much anything that's besides work that's you know that's mm -hmm. already publicly available so it's been a it's been a adjustment transition for me for sure um just seeing and it, it seems like here it's already have been engraved into the um the populations you know societal um values so mm -hmm. people seem to be a lot you know at least from what i've been seeing here it's easier for them to kind of just share that because you know creators our age now grew up watching all those reality tvs so for them that's the norm you know that's yes that's what yes. they watched on the tv that's what they saw people doing so it's the norm but for me it's just it's it's difficult for me to do that okay so i'm glad you brought that up because i wasn't sure if it was like a cultural thing Mm -hmm. or a generational thing it could be both or it could be neither but i felt the same way like if you knew me growing up even up until i was college actually you know after college when i was mm -hmm. working before i became a content creator i was very private like i mm -hmm. remember at work i had a rule i said i'm not adding anyone from work on facebook i'm not adding anyone even if mm -hmm. we're good friends it's just a rule of mine i'm not adding you on facebook and nothing against you it's just i'm very private and i've never had a problem with that and every single person that asked me do you have facebook I'm, yeah but i you know i i keep it with family and they're like mm -hmm. oh okay cool and i never share anything that's why my i remember my manager they would ask me like michael you're so quiet why don't you share anything about your life and i'm like well i mean what do you guys want to know so i just i had the same feeling as you uh, i felt like people were oversharing mm -hmm. um so it's ironic i'm not I wouldn't say hypocritical, but ironic because it's like, uh, I've learned, I've grown, grown into that. Like what you were saying, mm -hmm. because I realized that no matter how much content I share about technology and cool stuff, it only reaches a certain level for, 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 for the audience that I want to reach because at, at the core of it, they want to be able to relate with you. Right. Exactly. Like, right. So that re relatability is important because 
we can have all the nice stuff, but if they can't see themselves using or having or experiencing the same stuff because they can't relate with you, mm -hmm. then it's the, 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 the messaging is not completely lost, but a huge chunk of it is not being utilized. I think it's not as deep, you know, it's, it's not, not as deep. Yeah. The yeah. connection just isn't there. So I completely get that because here's the thing I want to, I want to share you. Like I, even to this day, I still struggle with this. Um, I know I've been, <laughs> I joke around with my cousins and my friends. I, I say, I'm always like whoring myself out into the internet because like I'm sharing my, my face and all that stuff. Do I like it? I, to be honest with you, I don't mm -hmm. because I feel very vulnerable when mm -hmm. I do this. Like when someone interviews me uh, for like a job, mm -hmm. that alone is just very uncomfortable for me because I feel like they're asking too many questions and I'm here offering myself to the internet yep. for people to, to tear apart and scrutinize. But, mm -hmm. um, it's one of the things that I needed to, to get over because I personally, it was just a goal for me to, to have a little bit more confidence in myself. And after hearing what people say, and I'm, I'm not talking about like praises or anything like that. I'm talking about, dude, like, it's so awesome to see you um, do this because I've always wanted to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that gives me so much like joy because yeah. I feel like people are relating, you know, with, with what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's all I want. You know, I don't want people to say someone sold, said this to me a few weeks ago. They said, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to you because you're Mr. Instagram. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm like, I'm just your reg. If I lived next door to you, you'd, you wouldn't think like yeah. I'm just like some regular guy. You'd probably forget about me. So yeah. I'm just like that. So I completely understand that. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a it's a very interesting time that we live in, because I, I guess I don't want people to think. There's, there's like a, um, it's almost like a, uh, a balance there because mm -hmm. I don't want people to think that they need to share everything, mm -hmm. but I also don't want them to think that they shouldn't be sharing anything. So there's a mm -hmm. balance there and it always depends on the individual. So mm -hmm. I want you to kind of talk about that. Like, what do you think about that? Would you, where are you in this scale? Where would you yeah, rather be? Um, I, I would 100% agree with you and I'm pretty much at the same place that where you are at right now, um, you know, I was like I said, part of it was just my content was getting stale and I, I was just not enjoying it because at this point it, it, it kind of turned into, you know, I started doing this because I enjoyed photography and taking pictures and, you know, learning about photography because it allowed me, you know, taking pictures allow me to. Uh, play around with new techniques, you know, do some long exposure or like do some stacking and, you know, learn about those processes and continue because everything I do is, is, is about bettering myself and learning something. So I, I continued doing this for, you know, just being able to learn photography. And in this past, you know, three, three, three and a half years, four years, I think, I, I, I've noticed that my content was getting kind of repetitive in terms of style, in terms of what I talk about, um, because I was just exposing this tiny pinhole of just my love for tech. And that was it. Um, and like you said, I've also started to notice that, you know, I was connecting with these people because they are, you know, they like my passion towards the tech that I was talking about and they enjoyed the same stuff, but it was always about stuff. And it, that was it, mm -hmm. you know, it was the, the connection to me was a little superficial because it was just, it's about products. It was just about, you know, it wasn't anything like, it wasn't a deep connection, like I said. So um, this kind of just 
this light bulb moment happened to me a couple months ago when I was in New York with um, doing that Samsung trip that I've talked about. Um, I, I got to talk to um, a couple creators out there that that's been doing this, um, you know, vloggers, different type of, you know, people that were not in the tech industry, which was interesting yeah. to me. Um, and I've noticed that I could, there's so many other parts of me that I can slowly expose without exposing everything, you know, all my private life that I can take that uh, connection with my audience to a different level. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of started doing in these past couple of months. You know, I started posting more about coffee because, you know, I, I know it kind of sounds stereotypical, but I'm very passionate about different brewing techniques and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I am a, I'm big into training mixed martial arts. So I started posting about my, you know, I, I did a jujitsu tournament a couple of months back. Yeah, so I, I posted about one. that. And, you know, I got like 50 people hit, hitting up to me just like, dude, I didn't know you you trained jujitsu. That's yeah. awesome. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And like we started talking about jujitsu. And, you know, now we're not just talking about stuff. We're talking about, you know, training. We're talking about the process and, you know, training for a tournament. There's weight cut and there's it's a grueling um, it's a grueling um, experience to go through to get to a tournament to compete so having people go through that they were relating me at a different level you know and and yes. that really brought up more lively conversations to me rather than oh what's the you know what's the webcam you're using or like what's the <laughs> what, what's the shelf on your desk uh brand what's is, your you desk? know and that that's it and i'm okay with that you know that's yeah. i enjoy telling people like, you know, here's what I use and, you know, they like it and I help them find something that will better their workflow. But that was it. You know, it was just we were just, you know, locked up with the product level. We couldn't talk about anything else or at least they didn't care about anything else. Yeah. And I noticed the problem was me because I wasn't allowing them to see the other side of me or like the other parts of me. Um, and like I said, it's it's been a it's been a process i'm still trying to adjust i'm still trying to find that balance where i'm not just you know just 24 7 just vlogging and just like talking about nonsense or anything like that yeah, but yeah sharing meaningful stuff but also trying to protect my privacy at the same time too you know because yeah. I, I i like i said i i do care you know even though i look like i might be in you know extroverted you know people's pe person i'm very introverted and i'm i you know i'm very to myself and I like that. I like to have my own space. I like to have my own privacy. So it's it's been a different difficult, you know, juggling between, you know, what I expose to these people and what I don't, you know, and keep to myself. So and it's still trying. It's it's like a, you know, t um, fail and figure out type of situation. So Yeah. yeah. Um which I, I love. I love that process cuz it's like I mean that's that's how you find things that you like yeah. and things that work. You you try yeah. it out and you you fail. Absolutely. I, I love that you said that because um, very interesting too. Like I want to pinpoint on something that you said that I never really, I knew about this. Like I knew, I guess deep down inside, I understood it, mm -hmm. but I could never put it into words. But I think you said it perfectly when you said that um, people saw you or viewed you as this this entity that that specializes in something, and it's not their fault. Because you know, you remember this was like years ago when we would. Uh, DM each other and be like, mm -hmm. man, I'm so annoyed at like people asking about my desk. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm yep. like, why am I mad? Because this is the only uh, side that I show them, mm -hmm. right? It's not their fault. It's my fault for not sharing 
anything else other than my desk. So yep. it's like, it's, you're co completely correct. Like I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it's up to us mm -hmm. to, to share more of what we would like to be perceived as, right? If they want to see me as like, okay, what, what are my values? Like definitely one of my biggest values is that, or uh, uh, I guess personality is that I am definitely like a, a family person. Like I mm -hmm. love talking about my kids. I try to avoid talking about my kids because I will not shut up about my kids. So I'm that guy, but you know, it's, um, it's, it's a little difficult for me to share that because in the beginning I thought that I was alienating a lot of people mm -hmm. in a way I am because not everyone has a family, not everyone mm -hmm. has kids, but at the same time, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to share more of what, I guess, what uh, inspires me, what make, what brings me joy, what the topics that will light up my eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not necessarily flooding my feed with stuff like that, but I'm introducing that side of myself to my audience so that for those who, who can relate to that, mm -hmm. they can hopefully find a deeper connection and say, Hey, you know, you can also have a family and you know, that, that that's true. I also go through the same struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, when I started to share more about my kids, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and ask a lot of questions actually about being a creator and having kids at the same time, how do you do it? And you know, to be honest with you, the only answer to that is that you just do it. Yep. You do what you can and don't feel bad about it. But I think my hard line is just that you don't replace and this can be whether you're a creator or with work or with anything else. My personal hard line is that I don't replace work for time with my kids. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If I have time with my kids, that is theirs. I'm not taking that away from them. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just so I can work. So that's just, um, that's just my personal, um, mm -hmm. view on that. But you're right. Like as soon as you, you open up, it brings forth, a, it opens up like a lot more meaningful and enjoyable conversations because suddenly you're not just an influencer. I know we hate that term, but we're not just an influencer. We are people uh -huh. and it's, it's an amazing feeling. So I'm glad you did that. Actually, I was really happy when you shared that, uh, that tournament tournament, like a few months ago, I'm like, mm -hmm. I didn't know he did this. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I get exactly. excited for stuff like that. Yeah. Cause my, yeah. my cousin's very much into that. He, he doesn't compete, but he's, he's always like all about mixed martial arts. And, and I'm like, like, dude, this is, so I'm not so familiar, mm -hmm. but I am kind of familiar. Mm -hmm. And I understand like the gruesome training that, that you guys go through. And I'm like, dang, that's insane. So it really, in a weird way, without even you opening up the, or without even us talking, it's mm -hmm. like, you just open up the conversation for me. And suddenly I feel closer to you without exactly. you having to really do anything. So that's good. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're starting to do more of that. Yeah. Are you planning to do a little bit more of this? Like, is, is this kind of like the, the, the path that you're taking right now? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with just Instagram pushing reels out more, I've noticed that I can start creating more content like that. I, like I have plenty of ideas and, you know, just spreading out into these topics that I'm interested in, whether it's, you know, mixed martial arts training or like just fitness in general or, you know, brewing coffee. So I want to expose more of... Um, what I like to do, what I enjoy, what I'm passionate about, but I'm also trying to be intentional with everything that I'm doing. I don't want to kind of just, you know, just put it out there and just see what happens. You know, mm -hmm. that's that that's part of the process. You know, trial and error is part of the process, but I, I'm usually intentional with the th stuff that, you know, I create or I post. Um, 
and see how that works out. We'll be right back after this short message. I would say that the backbone of just about every work from home setup is the desk. And while there are many out there, only one has enabled me to be healthier, more productive, and ultimately thrive in my own home office environment. And I'm talking about my very own electronic height adjustable Sway Desk by ErgonOffice. ErgonOffice offer a range of office furniture and accessories designed with the same care and attention to detail as my beloved Sway Desk. All of their products are sourced and handmade in Canada with the highest standards of quality. Check out their website at ergonoffice.com. That's E-R-G-O-N-O-F-I-S.com. And for the Coffee with Creators listeners, you can use the code MICHAEL50. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-5-0 at checkout to save $50 on any of their desks. How do you feel about this, this whole Instagram kind of changing into... I was, I was, I was very much against it. And I'm, I'm mm -hmm. still am, you know, I was a, uh, I, I was a photographer first person, you know, I was, I'm passionate about photography. That was my first love, you know, um, I enjoy videography and I dabble in it, but my photography is what I like doing. Stills is where my heart's at. And, you know, just being me, being me, I was kind of just against this whole push towards more video format being on the on the, on the um, platform but then I noticed I was starting to be like those old grumps that's just uh, you know just you know complains about every single change <laughs> and I'm like wow okay we need to we need to do a check on myself <laughs> yeah. like I need to check myself um, so I I'm starting to trying to appreciate and see how that platform like the expansion of video and pushing out of video would change my it's a, it's just it's just a new challenge for me you know it's, yeah. it's yeah i'm you know I, I was already feeling stale like i said i already had like a kind of a formula that already knew that it worked i'm not gonna lie like i i had this style already it was yes. it was you know effortless at this point um so i'm seeing this as a new challenge and also a new opportunity to open up other aspects of my passions as well so that's what i'm trying to use these short form videos to um utilize them as yeah it's an interesting phase that mm -hmm. well it makes sense from a business standpoint i mean mm -hmm. at the end of the day what it is is TikTok is basically killing instagram mm -hmm. so they're trying to compete kind of like how remember when snapchat was the thing and then exactly. instagram decided to make stories and they basically killed snapchat so mm -hmm. this is what mark zuckerberg is doing he's trying yep. to consume every other competitor and it sucks for creators, right? It sucks for us because yes. they're looking at it from a business standpoint. Yep. Instagram to us was an escape. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it, it was completely um, a hobby, an escape for everyone, for people like you and, and me who don't feel comfortable sharing themselves on video. Mm -hmm. Love to share the photos that we take. Mm -hmm. Love to find people who are like-minded, who like the same style, and who mm -hmm. can appreciate our work. But then, you know, Instagram's like, uh, I don't really care about that. What we care is making making the money. So we're going to remove that, right? Yep. So I understand the frustration and I hate it as well. But mm -hmm. like you, I also have a little bit of self-awareness, enough at least, 
to realize that, hey, you can either sit there and complain about it. And trust me, I have friends who's been, who've been doing this and it's kind of unfortunate because now it's either they're, they really will double down on their word that they're going to um, quit Instagram mm -hmm. or they're going to eat their words and come back and be like, you know what? I'm going to accept this new format. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, I realized that, you know, you don't have to do, you don't have to be either. You can just be like, okay, let's sit this one out and see and try to adapt to it like how we've always done. I mean, Instagram mm -hmm. started as a uh, photo sharing app just because video wasn't a big thing. And obviously mm -hmm. as technology grows mm -hmm. and evolves, they also have to evolve. It does also open up this new maybe possibility for another platform to just share strictly photos, right? For mm -hmm. the people like, like us who used to just love taking photos. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I don't, I really don't see Instagram staying as well, actually, it's already been established. They're not going to yeah. stay as a, a photo app anymore. So maybe there's another Instagram out there that, that, can, yeah. that can change things. So that's another opportunity. I think yeah, I, was, I feel that. Yeah. I think what was really powerful about Instagram was that when I, when it was first created, there wasn't like it was it was abstract. You know, you could just share anything as long as it was, you know, within the technological limitations. Like it had to be a picture, but it was abstract. You could, you know, it and it developed in that way for a while where, you know, it, it was the most popular social media platform for a while. And I think that's why it was, you know, you could, you could, you could do like carousel intro, like branding, um, tutorials, like short form information, or you could post pictures of just being on, on a weekend or like you could do, you could do anything you wanted on mm -hmm. Instagram. I think they're starting to put more limitation in terms of what kind of content you can put up there. And I think that's what's been pushing them back, back in the, and that's why TikTok's been taken off. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And in terms of, in terms of, you know, creator support, I, I agree 100% with you. And I, you know, I voice my complaints about just Instagram being one of the worst platforms that, you know, doesn't care about their creators at all. <laughs> Um, and just being exposed to just, you know, for platforms like YouTube, how much they support their creators. And I'm not talking about the top creators. I'm not talking about like Peter McKinnon's or like mm -hmm. uh, Mattia Poyas. I'm talking about small cre creators who are like 10, 5,000 followers. They, they take them, they train them, they give them a community to learn from each other. Um, nice. there's a, there's a very strong YouTube shorts community right now that, you know, recruits smaller, um, creators and trains them. And I didn't even know about this, but when I, when I found out, I was like, wow, that's uh, like, why am that I on interesting. Instagram? I didn't know about yeah. this. Yes. They have like this YouTube shorts community. They do like weekly zoom calls, monthly, um, training calls with people from YouTube, helping them, you know, how to better their content, how much, like, how can they adjust to get more reach and all that stuff. So they get training, they get, you know, all kinds of this support from the platform itself. Whereas Instagram is just strictly business. Like you said, it's just, mm -hmm. they, they just simply don't care about their creators. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed on Instagram lately is that they have a lot of these, when you're scrolling through the reels, mm -hmm. you'll see, um, like reels that are pre-made and they kind of teach you how to how to add you know or how, how to use the sound or whatever yeah and it's cool but you know what's interesting after you share that with youtube is that there's a clear difference uh between a platform that shares tips or maybe even helps mm -hmm. creator uh, help creators grow and mm -hmm. you know build their community 
versus a platform that is just teaching you how to chase trends, right? Because that's what Instagram is doing. It's teaching yeah. you how to, ch to chase these trends, like use this music, yeah. do the cuts like this. Yeah. Like I've, I've never seen a platform do that before. Like mm -hmm. TikTok, you are free to do whatever you want. TikTok is like, um, it's almost like an online forum where people mm -hmm. are just goofing off, right? And then yeah. it's just translated into a video format. And that's why it's funny because it's almost like an inside joke. It's an inside joke within the internet. Mm -hmm. And it the, the things that go viral there, like I would show my wife sometimes and she's like, I don't understand. I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I get it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, don't, I know why you don't understand. It's like yeah. an inside joke. Mm -hmm. But um, but these, the, these things become a trend. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you don't see the same thing on, on Instagram. What happens on Instagram is just they look for the trend and they chase after that. So to mm -hmm. me, they've been successful just because they're so big and they were one of the first, right? But to me, they will always just be the second uh, second uh, runner-up. They, they, they will just be the runner-up. You know what I mean? They're always looking for whatever platform, whatever community is, is leading and they will try to copy that it's unfortunate Absolutely. but yeah that's the way instagram is and then you know i'm just being truthful about it i still use the app i mean it's still mm -hmm. you, at this point right now um it's definitely more of a um a business move for me to mm -hmm. be on the app because that's where my audience are mm -hmm. um but i try to maintain that connection still that's why i love mm -hmm. podcasting i love this because even mm -hmm. though this is the thing that doesn't pay me because yeah. this is a way for me to connect, right? With people like you, for example, because this is this isn't sponsored. This is just like um, you know, I'm I'm just doing this because I enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that that's how Instagram is is turning out to be. And I wouldn't be surprised for that if they would kind of outlast, mm -hmm. not outlast. Uh, what do you call this? TikTok, just because mm -hmm. of how much money they, there is in that company. Mm -hmm. But again, they will never be the first. They'll always be. Um, the one who's trying to copy everyone else. Yeah, and I think the reason is because they fail to see that this all stems from the creators. You know, uh, this all stems from the people you're using the application, and they have no intention of, like I said, supporting it. You know, um, I always just laugh at their, you know, when they make announcements back few day few years back that you know when they decided to remove likes because of you know mental awareness and mental <laughs> yeah. health and i'm like that's just a business move man they're trying to yeah. remove it so that other agencies cannot see it and do yes. analytics so that yes. they can offer it and get the money and you know lo and behold a couple of years after they brought it back because yeah. it didn't work out and it it's didn't just work out. What, yeah. what happened to the mental health you know like <laughs> i thought you cared about it yeah, no suddenly we don't care so, yeah <laughs> It's like, oh, Everyone's it doesn't make okay. money. It doesn't make money. It's all right. You can see the likes. It's all good. It's just, it's just, you know, just frustrating. But, you know, for a, as a business uh, move, like you said, it's most of my audience is on there. Um, mm -hmm. And because of my career, because I don't do the content creation full time. I, you know, I have a full time job. Content creation is, it's like a hobby. It's a getaway for me. And I, I intend to keep it that way, no matter how much, how big the account gets, how serious the, you know, the, the work gets, it's always going to be, you know, how it is with, you know, you and your children. It, that's mm -hmm. how content creation is for me. You know, it's not, it's never going to take up from my real work, right. um, real career time. Um, so 
I've thought about moving towards YouTube, but it just takes so much time to produce a video. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a one man team and it, it, it's a lot to script, to, to shoot, to edit. It, it, it takes so much time. And I, I think people fail to notice that to how much time and effort goes into even creating a single picture. Um, yes. <laughs> I actually had um, a really close friend of mine back home. She started baking and she started this uh, baking account where she bakes different types of brownies and like pastries and all that stuff. So she started taking pictures and like kind of turned it into a small business slash side gig type of thing. And, you know, I just out of nowhere, she one one day she like DM me and she was like, you know, I always knew that you put a lot of effort and time into this uh, social media stuff, but I really didn't know how much time it took until I started doing it on my own. And I'm like, yeah, like trying to figure out, you know, yeah. like doing a coffee video, it takes me like, I need to brew like five different coffees just to shoot <laughs> one video because, yeah. you know, by the t like getting different angles, getting this and that, it's people, it's, it, you don't really notice it. And I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not blaming people for not understanding it, but like yeah. you really know how hard it is once you start doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, completely 100, a thousand percent agree. And I had this conversation over with, I think I told this story in a different podcast, but I was at a pool party with, you know, it's like a family gathering and we had a family, not really a family friend, but my wife's, um, a previous coworker of my wife. Mm -hmm. And he approached me and we, we were kind of just like, we haven't seen each other in years. And he goes, how, how are you doing? What do you do? And I always avoid talking about what I actually do, but I just mm -hmm. say, I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> Keep it simple, because that's really what my job was. I'm a yeah. graphic designer. I still design, you know, every now and then, but I'm not a full-time graphic designer anymore. And so I keep it like that. And so he's like, oh, so you work from home. And I'm like, yeah, I work from home. And he's like, oh, you're so lucky. And so I'm like, all right, fine. You know, he doesn't <laughs> understand. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But he kept on hammering that. He's like, you're so lucky. Like, it must be easy for you. You just sit at home. And mm -hmm. I'm like, actually, you know, I also create content online. And then so I got into this rabbit hole of just like explaining to him how much work actually gets, you know, it's, it's on my plate. And just last week I was mm -hmm. trying to tally, like I was trying to understand the roles that I play on a day to day mm -hmm. basis. And it's like, I'm literally working for full-time jobs. I'm not, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I could be mistaken. I, it, I feel like it's more than that because I'm script writing, mm -hmm. I'm art directing, I'm taking video, I'm video, I'm editing videos. Then that's not even with the photos. I do photography for like product photography on the side. Mm -hmm. I do logistics. I do like, um, called cold emails and mm -hmm. you know, I, I do the sales and I do the negotiations. I work mm -hmm. on every single thing. So, uh, I, if for the last year and a half, I've been looking for someone to try to help me. Mm -hmm. But the problem is my day to day is so diverse that it's, I need to first kind of, um, I guess I need to separate them into mm -hmm. something that's a little bit more, uh, I guess, easier to understand, easier to, um, to put into action so that I can pass that along to someone. Mm -hmm. And I have someone that that's, that's willing to work with me. I have yet to, to speak to the person, but it's that it's that hard. And mm -hmm. you know, this isn't even YouTube yet. This is like what you said, this is just, uh, like taking pictures, 
um, writing the captions. Writing the captions yeah. takes a long time. <laughs> it's like it's not easy. It really That's, isn't easy, right? It's yes. crazy. No, and so, I dread yeah. the most. You know, I'll, oh my take, God. Yeah. I'll take 10, 20 pictures instead of writing a caption. It's just right. so much work. Like right. copywriting is just not my thing. Yeah. But yeah. So it, here's an interesting thing, thing Joe, I want to I share with you. Um, I noticed that it's one of the things that I, I don't necessarily, I enjoy it. But it's 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 a strength of mine, I think, to be able to write simple captions. Like, so I'm not an intelligent person. I really don't think I'm an intelligent person. I, I just think I'm well experienced in a lot of different things, and I'm willing to get my feet wet. That's pretty much it. And mm -hmm. so um, I've helped a couple of people write scripts and captions before. I'm like, hey, this could be a mm -hmm. thing that I do. I could probably just help people write something, and. Uh, mm -hmm help them flesh it out, you know? So it's, it's an idea that mm -hmm. I'm exploring right now. Maybe I shouldn't have shared this, but, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's something that I'm working on right now, actually in the background. So it should be a, a interesting project. We'll see. We'll see how that, what that's happens. awesome. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, out of, you know, all the creators that I follow, I love the way you st tell stories, you know, your, oh, your way of, you know, bringing it, it captions. That, that's something that I try to like learn from you from you, like by reading your captions. But I, I think you have a very unique talent where you can tell a very relatable yet simple and short um, story for whatever that content is. And I think you're really good at that. Oh, I appreciate that. You, here's yeah. a, a background too. So the captions that maybe the things that you say that, that, that you admire, uh, true story, everyone. It's, it takes me like a day to write that. Like it literally takes me lots of like, you know, writing it, rewriting it, writing mm -hmm. it, rewriting it. It's cause it's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard to make some, ironically, it's hard to make something simple. Yep. It's easy to spill all the details on a piece of paper. It's easy mm -hmm. to be, to overcomplicate it, mm -hmm. to make it simple yet relatable, yet also um, very much like you get the meat of things without being so dry, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's so difficult. So if you have any caption problem problems, come to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pitching myself now. Nice little no, plug. It, yeah, no. Yeah, I, it's a little plug. Hey, it, I guess it's my podcast. So, I, but it, yeah. it is something. Yeah, I, I'm working on. And yeah, no, definitely. It's it's. Uh, I appreciate that, Arel. I Arel, I think it's a, it's a a pain point that a lot of creators face. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to find a way. I think I have a way, but I'm mm -hmm. still figuring it out. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to address it and to help alleviate that problem. But enough about me. I want to talk about you, Aral. <laughs> so <laughs> you still work at the same place? Like you see, I know it's been what years yeah. since we yeah. last spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, I'm still working with the same team. We actually um, pivoted from working with uh, um, motorsports. So we used to work with NASCAR teams. So we're now focusing more on green energy and ESG. Um, you know carbon uh, carbon accounting and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff um so that's what we've been focusing on we've been collaborating with some pretty good uh solid teams in the in the field and you know it's been it's been fun for me you know i get to work from home work remote like your friend said i just sit at home and get paid <laughs> you don't do anything yeah <laughs> you know i turn on netflix and just check if my uh paycheck went through and you know, yeah. it's, it's good i can't complain um but yeah, I've been working with the same team, you know, I've, you know, when I first talked to you guys um, and I said it, you know, I've really been enjoying it. We have a really good team dynamic and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, you know, really happy that we kept that going. And it's, you know, it shows how 
connected we are and we're still going strong with the team um but yeah so i'm tr i'm trying to better myself in that field still constantly learning doing you know attending conferences and learning more and just trying to you know expand my knowledge in that right it's crazy to think that you being in the techno technological or technology field mm -hmm. um you would think that it, here's just a thought that came up to came to me before we started recording is that i was cleaning up my my office and i have a bunch of products here like a bunch like a lot mm -hmm. and i'm like out of this whole pile of products there's probably only two that i really appreciate mm -hmm. and it's funny to think to, to for me to realize that i just think it's funny that there's a lot of technology out there but most of them are crap mm -hmm. most of them are just creating new problems mm -hmm. most of them are trying to address a, yeah a pro, yeah exactly a problem that doesn't exist or just they're just gimmicks mm -hmm. and so but like the things that i like are actually doing something enhancing something adding something to my life and not taking more away from it Mm -hmm. And it was just, I just reminded, I was just reminded of it because you mentioned that you're, um, you guys pivoted to like green, um, sustainable energy. Is, yeah. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's what technology really should be like recognizing what it, what needs to be addressed mm -hmm. and, you know, adjusting and pivoting and then moving towards that direction for the better betterment of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And not adding to the problem. Because Absolutely. I'm sure you also know this this whole problem of like companies reaching out and saying, hey, we'd like you to promote this. We'd like you to do this. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. why? That was never a problem. Why am I addressing mm -hmm. this as if? But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like it's it's work. It's work for them. It's work for for um, for me as well. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean I'll say yes. But I, I it's it's one of my hard requirements like i have to picture myself actually using it as well yeah and really yeah. seeing the value in it so yeah technology is just really i guess weird in that sense where we shouldn't be chained to it we should mm -hmm. we should recognize it we should scrutinize it and i think that's why i think someone shared on twitter that the the highest definitely the, this is this is not actually this is actually public knowledge i mean this isn't even a secret it's like uh the highest uh, clicks per per minute, or what is it like? A, um, basically, basically the, the 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 highest return of um, of uh, viewership revolves around tech mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I always I always hear like creators and people on Twitter arguing about tech. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, you guys don't do anything but complain. All you guys are doing is complain. And then I realized it. I'm like, they should be complaining. Mm -hmm. That is a that is. That's exactly what we should be doing about technology. We should be scrutinizing it because yep. we can't just keep accepting everything and saying, this is good. This is mm -hmm. good. Because we're just adding to the problem or adding to the, pro the problem that the planet is already facing and just society 100%, in general. 100%, exactly. Right? And, yeah. you know, especially with me, you know, I'm, I, this is something that I apply to just my life in general, but I, I'm, intention I'm very intentional with everything I do, you know? Um, whether it's the the products that I use, what I put on my desk, or whether if it's you know a life decision, but in terms of you know products that I use, I'm very intentional with what I choose to keep on my desk, because you go from utility to distraction very easily, and it's just you know like you said, it, it becomes clutter in your desk, mm -hmm. um, 
and I, I I'm I'm 100% on there with you with that because you know I think there's a lot of companies and products out there that's just kind of just creating products for the sake of creating something you know yeah. and just pushing and just selling and you know just that cash flow you know there's yeah. very few companies that are very intentional with what they do and how they do things and I've come to appreciate those brands a lot more as I'm more exposed to all this junk and clutter around um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just evolving in, in on social media that's the products that people are pushing um, yeah. you know like a, a it was like what I had a company reach out that was like a um, desk uh, speaker that's like a portable desk speaker and I'm like how okay. is that different than from like you know like a home speaker or like you know like <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, it's cool. And it, it like, it looks like this, you know, alien shape and it glows up. And I'm like, I, it's like, how's that? Like, I, I understand and I respect it, but like that yeah. has nothing to do with my work yeah. or anything that mm -hmm. I want to do. And I, I can't, I can't promote that. That's just distraction. That's just clutter on my desk. So yes. I am very intentional in terms of that. I remember you saying this, like the last time you were here uh, on the podcast, you said we were talking about minimalism and how, yes. how it means to us. And you mm -hmm. said, I, I like what you said, you said basically that minimalism is basically keeping it to a minimum, not necessarily mm -hmm. devoid of anything, but just keeping things to a minimum. Everything has a purpose mm -hmm. and that's how you um, define it. And I, I never forgot about that. And that is true because, you know, in this world of social media, even on Instagram, in Instagram alone, all these products are being pushed and more power to my friends who are, who are pushing them but there has to be a point where you, you kind of have to say no, because mm -hmm. all you're doing is you are, you know, again, it's all up to you. I hope you're getting paid, but otherwise you're just adding to the clutter because now you get lost in the sea of content that has the same exact content as everyone else. Mm -hmm. And like what Aral says, you'll all have those, the same like clutter on your desk that you don't really need, but you're just sharing it so that I don't know for for whatever reason maybe it's cool maybe 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 you're in the beginning phases of your of your Instagram journey or your brand partnerships and I've talked to my friend about this uh, recently and I said I hope you got paid and you know I think it's about time that you that you start to say no to this because if you want to really uh, stand out you have to kind of forge your own path you know mm -hmm. don't be like everyone else and you know share things that are meaningful to you not exactly. just because they're, they're sharing it, right? There's one product that I, I will openly talk about and I've denied it, um, the brand, not because I don't, not because I think their brand is crap. It's just, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. um, have you, do you have a, one of those grid studio um, yes. frames? You do, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. where they, they take apart like the, the phones and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That's a cool product, okay? I just don't see myself Pull, uh, putting it up on my wall mm -hmm. and like you said like it's to me it's just going to be clutter but i wish there's one thing i wish that they did and the fact that i wish they would focus more because i their marketing is basically they're targeting uh nostalgia mm -hmm. right this is nostalgic to you and mm -hmm. it's um brings back memories and stuff but i really wish they would lean into like um the whole recycling thing right the whole green um like maybe make their 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 um their whole not necessarily just marketing but their whole um idea around what they do to be taking tr someone else's trash and trash. making something yep. beautiful out of it right yep. i think that will have a more 
meaningful impact. And honestly, if they reached out to me with that pitch mm -hmm. back then, I would have said, yes, this is a cool idea. I'm down for this. But I agree. with just the whole, you know, this is nostalgic. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's, it's, it's very uh, appropriate for the time, right? Like, hey, everyone's like switching. Everyone's being a little bit more like green, like just like environmentally conscious. Mm -hmm. They can do the same thing if they can actually just be on the marketing and actually um, move their their mission to be like that. That would be a cool product. Then they can mm -hmm. just move away from just phones and they can do pretty much everything. So Grid Studio, if you're listening, you can send me a check. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like to brainstorm like this every now and then because sometimes like the products that I hear about sound cool but i feel like there's something missing like mm -hmm. there's something that that doesn't connect with me at a personal level that mm -hmm. that's why i just say no i kind of don't want to like it's cool but i kind of don't want to yeah, yeah. i'm just spitballing here <laughs> like i <laughs> yeah i mean like i said that there's you know there I've, I've come to appreciate the brands that build things with intent a lot yeah. more than you know mm -hmm. other that just kind of just push out things just for the sake of pushing you know products out there in the world um mm -hmm. whether if it's you know a, environmental goals or anything like that I, as long as it has some sort of intent and it its purpose helps me better my life my workflow then i'll i'll start considering stuff like that otherwise if it's yeah. just you know if if it's a and you know i i don't like saying minimalism because i've tried minimalism and it didn't work for me and that's mm -hmm. why i like to use the word intention intentionalism i guess intent okay. being in yeah. intentional mm -hmm. um because i feel like minimalism is is like an umbrella like a, a subcategory of being intentional it's just at a very minimal um level you know you mm -hmm. you take whatever is absolutely essential and you just live with that type yeah. of thing mm -hmm. um and I can't do that, you know, when it's just a simple, um, simple example when I'm traveling and I'm going to bring my camera bag with me. I need to have at least four or five lenses because I'm like, oh, I might do that. I might do this. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's very intentional. Like I, I'm bringing yes. those lenses for a specific, specific reason. reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I can't be like, oh, I'll just take my 24 to 70 and I'll just be OK with that. I think yeah. that's, you know, I, I tried doing that and I, I couldn't. I can't do it's just I'm such a in terms of you know content creation I'm such a perfectionist it's like I want something in the exact way I want it to be and you know I'll, I'll bring all my prime lenses if it if it <laughs> if that if that takes but yeah there, um there's also that that uh deeper level of satisfaction though from a creator from a photographer when you use mm -hmm. different lenses because we can always argue about like having the one lens to go you know to, mm -hmm. to go with everything else right and we all have our preferences, but like you, I also have multiple prime lenses. Like, why don't you just use it without one lens that can that can do all the ranges? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's, I can't explain it because it's like there's something. It's, <laughs> there's something it's, it's about not the it. same. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. So the, the the end result might be the same, but the experience though, the experience for a photographer, because I mm -hmm. think that's that's why I love photography so much. Most of photography, honestly, I think is something that is not tangible and mm -hmm. something that is cannot be shared. Mm -hmm. So to me, photography is really the experience of it, the experience of using the lenses that, and everything goes into it, like your, your background, your interest, your nostalgia, mm -hmm. um, the, just the experience in general and the end result, the picture, no matter how pretty or just nice it is or how hard it was to capture it, 
will mm -hmm. never be enough to, to tell the whole story of that photographic journey. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just like from sitting down at like a place and just taking a picture at the right moment because you just saw some sort of like a, a glimpse of inspiration somewhere. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. And the that's, the I, light hits the, the wall the right way, you know? It's, it's just that, so it's a, weird that yeah. something as mundane as that can really move you mm -hmm. to grab your camera, change the lens to the perfect lens mm -hmm. and take that photo. And a lot of those I don't even share just because the satisfaction I get behind the scenes. That's mm -hmm. what I was after. Like, it's like I scratched an itch like, oh, I took a photo of that. I love it. And I'll look, at, mm -hmm. look back at it. I'm like, man, this photo brings back so much memories. And then you start to remember the smell of the area, like the, 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 the everything else. You, mm -hmm. It's just hits you in a different way. And if I were to share that photo, people will be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I completely get that, though. I completely get what you're saying. Like you cannot live with just I guess, you know what? I, I agree with you. I'm not Minimalism doesn't work with me in terms yeah. of photography as well. Yep. Nope, not going to work with me. That's yeah, I get that a lot because, you know, like my, my posts, even though I have no control over it, they'll get reposted on um, on minimalist setup uh, account. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the most common comments that the, the post gets on those accounts is that 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 setup is not minimalist. It's like, you know, this there's plenty of stuff <laughs> on there and it's just like, yeah, but like everything has a specific purpose you know everything yes. is intentional i yes. never said i was minimalist you know yeah. just just because i don't have like a flat white tabletop with just <laughs> one screen and a, like a laptop it, yeah. it you know it's and I'm, I'm okay with that like i've came to like i've come i've come to appreciate like i truly try to understand how a product can affect me like how it could better me and do I really need it? And I've, I've mm -hmm. really come to appreciate that process and started to become better at it because earlier in my, you know, content creation career too, you know, I, I, I did what you mentioned too, like, oh, this tech sounds cool. Let me, you know, talk about it. It's, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, it's, it, it looks poppy and it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting, but like, mm -hmm. will I actually use it for a, an extended period of time? Not really. Like looking back at it, it, it doesn't work for me at all. And I'm yeah. not talking about just, I'm not just talking about stuff that I, I got, you know, gifted or sponsored or anything, anything like that. So for instance, you know, I'll, this uh, company, uh, Narbox, um, they make these SSDs that are like durable. And, you know, I mm -hmm. saw Peter McKinnon use them and I was like, wow, I want to do that. And like, I don't travel that often. I don't, I don't <laughs> need like a yeah. rugged SSD with me in 90, yeah. like 90% 90 of the time. I have my laptop with me. Like I can just yeah. take out the SD, put it on the, um, put it on my laptop and be, be done with it. And I come to, you know, I appreciate more or like, do I really need this? And, you know, I try to reflect that on my account as well. Just make sure that I use and talk about tools that I truly, truly like utilize it to the maximum that I can instead right. of just adding clutter, like you said. Right. You know what? To, to clarify what I was saying earlier, because I am going to come across as a hypocrite because I've done the same thing. Like I've I'm very yeah. much a hypocrite, ladies and gentlemen, because I've done the same thing. I've I've uh, I've shown products that I haven't like I have no need for, but mm -hmm. um, I, I do. And, you know, part of it is because I thought they were interesting. And part of it was because they were paying me to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But it doesn't mean that I was being disingenuous in, in, in a sense. Like it was just. Mm -hmm. I thought it was genuinely interesting, but mm -hmm. I guess what I need to clarify is that my mindset has slowly started to evolve. Mm -hmm. um, my my choice 
not choice. I'm trying to think of the word, but basically when someone, um, I kind of screen, right? Like the products, right? I, I screen them and mm -hmm. some of them don't necessarily have a specific place. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting for me. And I think what I'm really after um, is the idea mm -hmm. and the general experience. Like I don't talk about specs. I talk mm -hmm. about the experience. Like for example, yeah, I'm waiting for this mouse to come in. There's a, there's a mouse that's supposed to come in soon mm -hmm. and it's a very expensive mouse. And it's like, Aral, it's a mouse. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. it's, it's not really going to do anything else, but I want to experience a mouse mm -hmm. in this caliber. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So even though I'm probably not going to use it, I think it's interesting enough. It evokes a sort of a sense of, I guess, a level of emotion for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's what my human experience is, you know what I mean? And that's kind of like what I want to share. So this is, this whole Michael thing is still a, a work in progress. This, this whole yeah. thing, it's a work in progress. I'm slowly evolving. So you can call me a hypocrite because I am definitely a hypocrite every now and then. But I, I don't think it's, it, it's hypocritical. I think it's just the maturity that you go through as a creator and your account mm -hmm. as you go through these experiences and processes, you know, like mm -hmm. the more you get exposed to more products, the more you're like, okay, like, I guess, this is something that I don't want to do anymore. But you don't really know that until you, you know, work with those brands and you work, go through that experience and all that. Thank you, know? you. You've said it like perfectly. That's exactly what it is. It's almost like, a, uh, you know how when you get older, you have a, like when I was, when I was younger, give mm -hmm. me any beer, any, mm -hmm. <laughs> any drink, any yeah. alcoholic drink, and I'll drink anything, right? That's fine, as, yeah. you, as you get older, you, you, you start to develop a taste Mm -hmm. for a certain thing right like it's it's like wine like you just the older you get the more mm -hmm. refined refined your your taste is your your mm -hmm. your your preferences are so you are completely right so i am not a hypocrite no <laughs> i am a hypocrite but i'm but i like what aral said i am i am refining myself i am understanding yeah. more and for sure it i wouldn't get to where i am without having to try all these mm -hmm. things good that's really good Aral. thank you for sharing yeah. that because yeah. you definitely made me feel a lot better <laughs> <laughs> anytime man anytime that's awesome um so actually i'm looking at the clock and we went slightly over the um the, the time limit but it, it you know yeah. i feel like i could go on and on and on because there's so much more that i wanted to talk to you about but how about this so this um this new season of coffee with creators um i've recorded a bunch already in the past and mm -hmm. i've uh, they were all pre-recorded and I basically just published them. Um, this is probably going to oh, actually, no, your episode isn't going to be the last because I have one more that's mm -hmm. coming out the, by Father's Day because that was like a special one for me. Oh. Um, so this, uh, this one is, um, this one will come before that one. So I think this episode will come next week. We'll mm -hmm. be, we'll be live next week, but I want to keep. So again, part of that conversation that we just had about learning and refining mm -hmm. it. Um, I'm starting to understand a little bit more for how I want coffee and creators to, to kind of evolve. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of this new season, I was doing more of like interviews, right? Mm -hmm. I think I want to bring back more of like conversations like this with other creators. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times a creator comes back. I just mm -hmm. want conversations. So if you're open to it, Aral, I would love to have you back. Like, yeah, absolutely, you know, man. Yeah. We can talk about anything. We can talk yeah. about yeah, you know, jujitsu and, you know, and anything else, like, honestly, yeah, yeah that would be 
amazing if we, yeah. we could do that. So appreciate yeah, 100%. it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, what what was I watching? I was watching like a John Mulaney video last couple of weeks ago, and like uh, he was on Seth Meyers' uh, talk show, and he's like. I'm going to break the record of going on as many times, like the, the most <laughs> attending celebrity as possible. So I'll break that with the coffee. Oh, with I, I would like be that. so happy if you did that. <laughs> hey, remember John Mulaney? We we met each other in person first in uh, Adobe. Yeah, Max, right? Adobe. Yeah. Remember when he was there? He was like the yeah. host. That was yeah, cool, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm I'm so looking forward to Adobe Max the next time they, they go live. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go if, if they go live again? depends on the depends on the dates if i can make it mm -hmm. i want to go and uh see it um because there's i've been doing a lot of traveling with just more traveling opening up um and then my partnership with samsung they've been trying to you know they've been doing more on hands uh hands-on experiences with us so we did a um with a creators collective couple month uh, a few months back they're planning on doing something else again so really depends on the logistics and the dates Okay, yeah, because I'm. But I, dude, I do want to do it. I, I I hope the next time we see each other, we're, you're not working too much. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. The last time you were there, you were stuck in that booth. So I'm yep. like, oh man, I want to talk to Ross so much, but I, I don't want to <laughs> bother him. But yeah, no. yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. I also met Matthew and Cena. Um, uh -huh. I also met um, who else did I meet? There's like another creator that I met. Um, it's been so long, and it was honestly my favorite convention, mm -hmm. just because I've never been around so many creatives yeah. in my life before even like way beyond like when I was in college I thought that was it mm -hmm. but this was like thousands of people and it's yep. like this yeah. is pretty fun so and it's like the same like like-minded people so you yes. just feel like you know you're you can talk about like you can share your daily struggles and everyone understands what's yeah. going on you, you can be weird and you're not yep. weird at all yeah exactly <laughs> it's awesome exactly. it's my favorite all right Aral, well I'm not gonna keep you um but I will have you back that's a promise yes, I will have Sounds you back good. Um, but before I go, can we can you share with the with the audience where they can find you? Uh, absolutely, you can find me with at Aral Tasher A R A L T A S H E R on pretty much any platform, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Now on TikTok as well. <laughs> oh, I have to follow you. Uh, yeah, um, I don't have much content there, but I'm slowly like dipping my uh, feet in there. So okay. yeah, Aral Tasher on pretty much any platform. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And for the ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast, um, please do um, make that little effort to share and and, and maybe rate this, this podcast because it really does help with, with the growth. And I want to keep this going. And the next, I'm, I think after, not this episode, but the, the one following Aral's episode, I'll take a short break for, like I call it a mid-season break just because I want to kind of... Um, look at things and reassess and see what works and what's see what I enjoyed the most. And I'll definitely have our all back because we have a lot to talk about. We barely just scratched yeah, the surface. Absolutely. This was to me, this was like a warm up. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to have him back. And again, don't forget to subscribe or, you know, I guess it is subscribe to the podcast and rate it definitely, even if it's a bad rating. I want to hear everything and share it. Please share it with your friends, with your family so I can get more creators on this on this podcast and you know tell their stories and just get to know them and just like make let's make this into a fun little community but yeah thank you for listening and thank you Aral. i uh, hope to see you yeah. soon and you enjoy the rest of your your week thank you thank you for having me all right man take care <laughs>